the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. joining the antidote you know as much as i like to classify an artist's music i've always really loved music from artists who don't fit into a particular box last week we heard from insomniac folklore 
Tonight, we carry on with that same idea of unusual music during our visit with the California duo Easter Teeth. The band fits into the format of many of the artists heard on The Antidote, as Easter Teeth sort of lies on the edge of the Christian music scene. And by saying Christian music, you have to understand my definition of it. Any artist who gives an indication of their faith in their music, all put into the realm of Christian music. And Easter Teeth gives that faith aspect in much of their music. It's been a few years since the band brought out their debut release, Being Alone With Your Thoughts is for Inmates, and that was back in 2013. They have released a couple of songs since then, like our opener, Shake Hands With Danger. But now Easter Teeth have a new full-length, Truck Stop Fear. And the Iman Brothers met with me for a hilarious talk. But before we get into that, here's an older Easter Teeth song with a strange name. Now, are you ready for this? GPS CCTV NSA ISP. Enjoy.
Josh and Tim Iman of Easter Teeth have come to the Antidote for a visit. Man, I've wanted to talk with you guys for a long, long time. It's great to have you here. It's great to be with you. Obviously, the two of you are brothers, but what about in spirit? Who actually calls the shots in Easter Teeth? Fate. Fate. <laughs> oh, uh, the rock and roll god. The one true rock and roll god? Yes. I don't know. I mean, we kind of just take things as they come. Like, I guess you could say Tim because Tim is the person that people contact because he likes people and I, I don't as much. Um, but yeah, no, Tim is the point of contact. And then anything that comes up, he asks me if I want to do it. And then we decide from there. But generally speaking, we're pretty blessed. I mean, usually we get asked to do things that we both want to do. And so, you know, there's, there's nothing really to argue over. We just end up wanting to do stuff or there's times when we're both saying like, you know, if we just got off tour, we're like, nah, both of us don't want to do anything for a little while. So it's pretty easy. So there was no sibling rivalry. Like both of you were your mother's ideal children. No, no. My mom likes Tim a whole lot more, (laughs) but I understand. I can understand that too. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So it's cool. So tell me, Josh, does Tim lead you by the hand down the street with a paper bag over your head just so you (laughs) don't have to associate with people? No, no. Actually, Tim takes forever to get ready to go anywhere. So usually I'm already outside the hotel room making good friends, you know, maybe inviting people to go ahead and get in the van with us and go (laughs) to the next city. And then he comes out and usually... While I'm distracted by Tim, my new friend runs away, and then I get in the van. (laughs) We got to get into talking about your music. All righty. On Facebook, Easter Teeth describes your style as noise rock, post-punk, soulcore, soul-punk, indie rock. And I'm going to forgive you for not including funk on that list. How was it you decided to mesh those styles? Well... We always liked listening to soul and and funk music growing up, Um, especially James Brown. You know, uh, actually, our our whole family, parents included, and our younger brother went to go see James Brown. It might be the only concert we ever went to all together. The whole family sort of bonded around him and, you know, the kind of music that he was a big part of birthing. But then... You know, in high school, like any good suburban California kid, we got into punk and and uh, metal and hardcore and all of that. So we went through that phase and got into a lot more indie rock and math rock and stuff like that. Now that we're old, we kind of decided to sort of come full circle in some way and put it all together and just kind of see what would happen if we tried to play James Brown kind of grooves, but super loud.
Triangle of Praise from Easter Teeth. I first got into the music of Easter Teeth a few years back when you two released Being Alone With Your Thoughts is for Inmates. I love the album title and I love unusual music, so that makes Easter Teeth a perfect fit. You guys don't want to be typical? I guess if we were honest, yeah, we'd say we don't. I mean, we've never been in a band that seemed to even fit in in our own town, you know? Um, we're, we're always not doing what seems to be the, the trend, I guess. What Tim is ignoring right now, though, is you got to always factor in laziness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were in a band before where I had to hit everything really hard and we played super hard and, and the songs were difficult to play and you had to practice every week. And it took six months to write a song. Yeah, yeah. You, like, we would write stuff and then be like, we're never going to be able to play that. And then you had to play it forever. And we both got sick of that. So Easter Teeth is a lot of what we do is based. I mean, I, I'm not like it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not <laughs> like it's based fairly heavily on like what's easy for us. You know, we want to be able to just write something we like you know, just sort of get it out there. Here's the two or three parts. They all go together. Yay. And then we write some lyrics do it real quick. The lyrics aren't like super deep. They're not hard to sing. Nothing's all that difficult to play. We can have fun and stuff while we do it. And then same with touring where it's like, we figured out, well, the two of us want to travel. So it's easy for us to just fit in a minivan with all of our stuff and we can go where we want. A lot of what we do, all joking aside, is kind of based on, things being way easier in this band than they ever were in any of the other bands we were in. It sounds like you're almost explaining one of your past songs. Jay Robbins was half right, which was on being alone with your thoughts is for inmates. Cause there you reference both uh, Robbins of Jawbox and Tim Casher of cursive. Your song said that Casher had it all wrong. That art isn't hard. So music really does come that easily to Easter Teeth? These songs kind of do. You know, like, we're basically a soul rhythm section with a bunch of screaming. I mean, honestly, we can drive around a lot of the time listening to stuff, and we're like, oh, let's just do something like that. And it's not really that difficult. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is the, the lack of difficulty is kind of part of the fun, too, because it makes it more relatable than a lot of the bands we've been in you talk about bands i really wonder at times if easter teeth actually is a band how can you have a band without a guitar really really well and really <laughs> and amazingly short on hard to manage egos that don't show up to practice and never want to play shows it's kind of our our slogan is no guitar no problem <laughs> So yeah, that's how you be in a band without a guitar player. You just look each other in the eyes and go, hey, we're not going to have a guitar player. It's also part of the reason why we decided to throw in a fair amount of keyboard. Uh, like sonically, that gets the high end of the treble in there. And, and so people aren't just bludgeoned with bass and drums only. So it really provides like a true contrast by adding in the keys that way. Yeah. Cassie. Cassandra, the, the Casio. The Casio. Oh, my goodness. 
You're actually oh, yeah. admitting to that. Tell him about our hunt for Spare Cassie and why yeah. we need it, dude. Well, the first Cassandra, I think we found it in some old lady's closet, like some a lady from our church. So this you know, keyboard was going unused, and we thought it would be fun to mess around with. So, you know, it's some late 80s model, terrible Casio keyboard that we run through uh, an overdrive pedal. But it became such a part of our, our sound. Uh, we went on our first U.S. tour as Easter Teeth. It broke on us when we were playing a show in uh, Washington, D.C. And so we were fortunate enough to get it repaired in New Jersey and only had to miss one show with the keyboard. But as soon as we got back home, we got on eBay and found a spare of the exact same. We had to look Casio. for a while, though, because yeah. it's like an old, crappy Casio. Like, <laughs> So now we tour with an extra Casio keyboard in the van. <laughs> okay, from the lazy Easter teeth comes Jay Robbins was half right.
all that sound certainly makes the music of Easter Teeth unique. It also makes me interested to know whether being unique has its own set of problems. I have no um, problems. Tim might have jo- problems. Josh has no problems. No, I mean, um, if there are promoters or bookers who are concerned with having a bill be very cohesive, then they don't know what to do with us. But fortunately, we come across enough people who like the idea of a mixed bill. Uh, so, you know, we're not starving for shows. Yeah, I mean, that's more a promoter's problem than ours. I mean, if a promoter doesn't want us because they're worried about a mixed bill, they apparently just have trouble identifying incredible bands that they need <laughs> to have on any bill they're putting together. <laughs> You spoke a moment ago about how you found your Casio from a lady at your church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of the music of Easter Teeth carries a Christian theme. I'm wondering how accepting Christians are of your music. I mean, any gnashing of teeth? Sorry, that was really bad, lame joke there. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we ever... We haven't had much experience other than the last tour with Christians. Yeah, I mean, I mean we hardly ever play with Christians... You just don't allow them to come to your shows. (laughs) Oh, no, they can come to our shows. Yeah. You know, there's usually not other Christian bands on the bill, or we're not playing to, like, a specific Christian audience, like, through a a church or anything like that, for the most part. But I don't think we've ever had any, like, backlash from the church or anything. Um, I mean... We get along well with people on both sides. I mean, I haven't been in like a solely Christian band before, but this band, at least, I mean, most of our experience with Christians in this band has either been through Jesse and, you know, people associated with Veritas Final, and those guys have all been awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, This last tour, we got to play at the uh, Eastwood House in Chicago. That's uh, the Jesus People's venue Mm -hmm. there in Chicago, and those all of those dudes were like super awesome. But it was pretty cool, like, just getting to ha- spend a night with, like, a bunch of, like, really cool Christian people. But we've actually never really had, from what I'm aware of, problems from either side. I mean, I've never heard a Christian complain about the fact that we generally play with, you know, even some fairly anti-Christian bands. But then they're all pretty aware that we're at least, you know, religious. And no one's ever given me much flack about it. Yeah, I think part of it is actually because, you know, like we're not a hardcore band. We we sound like we're trying to just have a good time, even if like lyrically we're taking something from the Bible or whatnot. And I think that that kind of makes it like not overly confrontational. I've never had any problems from anybody on either end of that spectrum. There's no way that Easter Teeth could be called a ministry band. So why bring in those Christian themes? Well, I've always kind of approached music from more of a worship standpoint. So what you mean by a ministry band is evangelistic or, you know, trying to proselytize through the music. Um, Yeah, that's never really been the, the priority. But what we do like to do is have music that we, first and foremost, that we think God's gonna like. So he'll want to sit through a half hour of us playing, you know, and uh, if other people like it too, then that's awesome. So, you know, everything is is meant to be uplifting 
and something that we can do that's you know worshipful but outside of the the church setting you know the bible's just awesome and there's really good subject matter in it you know again let's factor in laziness here if i've got a block <laughs> rock and beat ready to go and we have a sweet sweet bass line ready and we're like okay well this needs lyrics now one thing you got to remember is both of us have to sing he doesn't want to sing about my ex-girlfriends and I don't want to sing about his wife. Uh, <laughs> but one thing you can always go to is like, Hey man, here's an awesome story from about Samson or whatever. And it's like, yeah, let's, let's do that as what we're kind of touching on. And the Bible's full of those things. You know what I mean? And I've actually been surprised too. A lot of even, you know, irreligious people and non-Christian people, they actually kind of, like it as far as just like the subject matter story wise, you know, because everyone's sort of familiar with this story or that story from the Bible. The song title, Watch Me Get My Worship On, really makes you expect to hear a lame tune coming from a CCM artist. It's not. I'm gonna bring the ark back to town with a brand new car. I suppose everything that we've been talking about was in the past because the new Easter Teeth album, Truck Stop Fear, releases October 19th. It's been a while since your last release. Do you think that Truck Stop Fear carries the same attitude? I don't know. It's been so long since we even stopped working on it. it it's been recorded for a year. Um, 
just thinking about it right now, I would say it might be a little bit more aggressive, but the the groove is still there, Dave. The groove is still there. And why sit on it for a year? It wasn't really our choice. I mean, because yeah. uh, major labels won't just do what I want. Yeah, they just don't understand your brilliance. Well, exactly. You know, we we were trying to make things work to put it out on vinyl. And that didn't happen. And so we just got to the point where we decided it wasn't worth waiting any longer. So that's why we're going for it now. We're almost ready to start working on the next one. (laughs) We were like, man, we better just get this thing out. Yeah, let those five people out there digest. Yeah, the demand, you know, the, the clamoring demand. I got basically sick of people knocking on my window while I'm trying to sleep, waking me up and asking me when they're going to get more Easter teeth. (laughs) And I finally have something I can tell them. Yeah, I'm sorry for doing that. I really apologize, especially the other night when I was overdoing that at your house. Well, you're Canadian, though. You're, like, really polite about it. So (laughs) it's good. I spoke earlier about the Christian content in your music, and you've really brought that out on Truck Stop Fear. You have some wild retellings of biblical stories. You mentioned Samson earlier. You have Samson eating honey from the lion on Honey from the Carcass. And one of my favorites, Mary and Martha in Sit Down Party. Have you guys ever thought about like including like a flannel graph with the CD? You know, to use in Sunday school. I can't oh, believe you just said that. I was literally, so this, this morning, my son, who's four years old, I picked him up from preschool, and he was telling me that uh, his teacher did a, a story on the flannel board, and I literally, that was my thought, was that would be so much fun to do for a music video, like a Sunday school teacher flannel graph music video. I, yeah, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> guess, who, guess who gets to draw and design all the flannel characters? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I thought flannel graphs had long disappeared, but I knew you guys were old enough to understand what that meant. Hey, man, my four-year-old is is still experiencing them to this day. (laughs) I could could pull that together, but I want to have like a Gene Simmons character in there or something. Gene Simmons as the Sunday school teacher? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to get like weirdos to be like the class. This is sounding promising. Or dogs. Dogs. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just imagine all of you non-Christians, the great white Jesus that we all grew up with, but with a Velcro back to the drawing of him, and you can stick that on a big, like, cotton chalkboard, (laughs) and he goes on adventures being the son of God.
This is Josh and Tim from the East of Peeps on the Antidote with Dave. <laughs> Let's get back to being serious. How did you pick the stories? Uh, I don't know. Kinda, yeah, just... It was kind of random, but it happens organically. But we realize now that there's kind of a cohesiveness to the album that sort of revolves around those flawed Bible characters. There's a big problem with the Bible, which is in the New Testament, neither Jesus nor Paul nor Peter starts killing a bunch of people. And so there's no like stories that you can take like from the Old Testament and make into songs easily. No, because it becomes too G-rated. Yeah, yeah. Well, one that does get a PG rating is Baby's Got Cold Feet. That's another great story coming out of Song of Songs from the Old Testament. Since a lot of listeners to The Antidote are non-Christian, do you want to explain the premise of the song? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like imagining that you would get to hear the groom's side of the story. You know, the verse where she kind of like knows he's at the door and says that she's already kind of like tucked in bed for the night, doesn't want to get up and let let him in. Um, it's kind of imagining like what happens after that on his side, where he had all these things he wanted to say to her, but didn't get the chance. So it's kind of just there in a note. And that's what the song is, is the note to her. But you'll have theologians claiming that you can read this on two levels. You can read it both as a love poem mm -hmm. and as an analogy. Yeah, and we also, you know, of course, being Easter Teeth, wanted to factor in the, the soul singer side of it. So that's why there's lots of babies. and <laughs> <laughs> You, you had to bring in that James Brown influence. Yeah, yeah. Treat it like a, a soul love song. I wonder if theologians really will debate this album when it comes Absolutely. out. Absolutely. What does Billy Graham have to say about <laughs> Truck Stop here? Joel Osteen, do you have a special message for Easter Teeth fans <laughs> that you will deliver to them if they call in and give you their credit card number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not Joel. You can edit that out, right? Yeah, you go ahead and cut that out. I don't want his mafia getting me. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we do everywhere we go, A, we save marriages, B, we lower the bar. Even in Bakersfield, we've managed to lower the bar. That's why we never quit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just keep lowering the bar. We're undoing all the greatness that Donald Trump is doing around America. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
I think I've sorted out most of the song topics on Truck Stop Fear. One I can't figure out is where are you going on Pick a Puppy? Um, okay, so that's actually a really old song of ours that we resurrected. Um, but I, I literally started writing those lyrics. This is Tim speaking. Uh, when I was waiting outside of the home where I was going to pick a puppy. Um, I was early for this appointment and sitting there and it was drizzling and I saw a bird land on a road sign. It was a, a mockingbird. And um, so I thought to myself, huh, mockingbirds don't mind the rain so much. And then from there started thinking about how that's also true of crows and seagulls. And then it dawned on me, I don't really like any of those birds so so much. Um, and then from there, I don't know how it's sort of the second analogy is to uh, some of the young ladies in the, the college town near us and the way that they walk the streets at night with close to nothing on and in the dead of winter and, and how, you know, like for the sake of whatever it is they want to do that night are shivering in the cold and they don't mind the terrible weather just like those birds. Yeah. You have to remember one of our deep dark secrets in Santa Barbara is people always assume that we're the like the same weather as Los Angeles. Um, but it's actually really cold here in the winter at night. Not as not like Canada. But it's not miniskirt weather, but they sure try and make it miniskirt weather. <laughs> CSP's got it going on that way. You two opted out of the miniskirts in the wintertime? Yeah, we, we, you know, we're past that phase. I wear leggings. Yeah, so I'm, I'm warm. <laughs> we're going to take you back to the 80s. We do that all the time. Pick a puppy from Easter Teeth. <laughs>
It's been eight years since Easter Teeth began. You guys have been around longer than a lot of bands. Good lord, it's time to quit. Yeah. It's time to retire. Yep, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, we can all go out together and do some shopping. (laughs) For, for like, (laughs) Geritol? You tell something about your band on the song Truck Stop Fear. What about giving us the highs and lows of being Easter Teeth? Which song is Truck Stop Fear? Yeah, we we, name we don't the know song. the names of our own songs. We always name the songs, you know, just before we're gonna put them up to press, and uh, so we we have to sort of translate what's our own pet nickname oh, compared Blythe to Blythe is Truck Stop Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's Blythe. Um, the highs are getting to eat Del Taco on the road. Yeah, we don't have Del Taco where we live. It's like the only place in the West that doesn't have it. So. <laughs> We we uh, we honestly joke just about every show. After I'm done wowing the crowd of thousands with my incredible drumming skills, <laughs> ask Tim, did I earn Del Taco tonight? And the answer is pretty much always yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you have Del Tacos up there? We do not. We only have Taco Bell. Oh, oh that's man, a that shame. Is sad. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to come down and visit and. Try Del Taco. If you want surprisingly good, super low quality fast food Mexican food, Del Taco's where it's at. <laughs> so we can forget about the fan base. We can forget about the crowd. We can forget about the income and the music. It's just Del Taco that makes the yeah. day. We're did, basically did like we Miles it? Davis. We don't care about anybody else but ourselves and the Del Taco that we eat at the end of the night. You guys are so cheap. <laughs> it's true <laughs> pretty much the pop-off vodka of bands
Truck Stop Fear, the title track from Easter Teeth's new full length. Great album. And if you want to find your own copy, you can hunt it and their past releases up on Bandcamp. The next time on The Antidote, we'll begin the first of a two-part series featuring the music of the iconic Bruce Coburn. Coburn began as an artist in 1967 and has never looked back. He's received every kind of award and accolade you could imagine. And Coburn is also a Christian whose faith plays a big role in his music. But his views also make some Christians uncomfortable. Be sure to tune in The Antidote next week to find out more on this new double feature. I'm going to finish up tonight's episode with more of my talk of Easter Teeth's Tim and Josh and more of the music as Easter Teeth chooses our last song. See you again next week. Before we finish up, what about giving us a closing song from Easter Teeth for the antidote and tell us why it's important to you. Tim, do you want to pick a song? Uh, one of our songs? Here's the lows right here. Josh forcing me to play a song I don't want to We play. did Groove is <laughs> in the Heart. <laughs> Loves to Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. So let's go with um, play the harp, throw the spear. That one we really enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that another one about a, a flawed Old Testament? That's guy? about King Saul, like not knowing how to party when everyone's <laughs> having a good time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that I like about that one. For one thing, it was more of a collaboration. Um, we we both wrote lyrics for it, kind of you know back and forth, and. Uh, Josh, even you wrote some of the like riffage for it. I wrote too. some of the riffage. I can't um, remember which part. It, it's actually one that we end a set with a lot. You know, it's, it's got bounce. It's got good bounce to it, and then the ending kind of comes to a, a good crescendo. It works those crowds of dozens into a frenzy. <laughs> and even with your age, you guys still bounce. Oh, I, I bounce more now. I, well, jiggle. And freaking sweat, like, just setting up. We sweat like we ran a marathon. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's hilarious. We have really (laughs) nice skin from all the clean, clean pores. (laughs) Guys, this has been mildly insane, but I do thank you (laughs) for coming to The Antidote. And best of luck with Truck Stop Fear. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. What?